Survivor legends are made when their backs are against the wall and things are not going their way. I'm Dirty Harry. I've played from the bottom most of my Survivor life. I'm not just going to lay down and die. Rodney D on live. My next guest is Harry Hills, but you probably know him as Dirty Harry from Survivor. He was on recently on Survivor All-Stars, and uh, we're going to get down to the nitty-gritty. We're going to find out all the juicy goss. No, not really. We're just going to talk some good stuff here. Harry Hills or Dirty Harry, come and make my day. <laughs> Joe, how's it going? How are you? Very, very well. Um, thank you very much for accepting to have a chat with us. Uh, we're doing it over the interwebs, uh, as uh, most of Australia is very much in isolation or some form of lockdown. And given that you are a native uh, person from WA, WA likes to think of themselves as their own country, you're <laughs> you're under some extreme lockdown at the moment. Yeah, well, I mean, like, there's the saying that WA's been doing isolation life since, you know, the 50s. Mm. Um, because, like, I mean, at the moment, it, it really feels like we're our own country. With the states, like, being locked down, it just feels like we're just sort of doing our little thing over here. And it's going quite well because being this isolated obviously has its perks. We've We've done pretty well with this COVID stuff. But you WA guys, you love being isolated. You love being, it's, it's used against <laughs> the rest of the world. makes us feel special. <laughs> we feel special. It's that chip on your shoulder that makes Absolutely. you want to be better because we're over here. Uh, your Westies. But um, COVID-19, I guess um, we'll talk in off air there that um, you do work at an ice creamery place and you are also <laughs> a dietitian. Uh, how does that work out? I fully understand the contradiction there. I mean, they're obviously two industries that sort of oppose each other, I guess, in a way. Um, but I just sort of see that uh, I enjoy doing both jobs and in both jobs, I can make people happy. So for me, I'm not the sort of person that really wants to tell people what to do. But if someone comes to me and they say, I want an ice cream, then I give them an ice cream. If someone comes to me and they says, I want to be healthier, then I can help with that too. So it works out all right. All right, I'm here to see Harry the dietitian. Um, do you have a different tone of voice or a different uh, way of speaking to people? How does that sound? What's the... No, I think I think everything is just the genuine me. Like there's no, there's no character, there's no playing around it. It's just going to be like me being honest. There's no Mr. Business here. It's just dietitian Harry is the honest guy who wants to help people, whatever their goals are. Were you doing a bit of dietitian, uh, if that's a word, uh, when you're on the island there? Uh, yes and no. Uh, as a dietitian, I did know what was sort of important. So, like things like if you can swap out your rice for some beans, it's probably nutritionally more beneficial. You've got protein in there that's going to keep the muscles sustained for longer. Um, so, there's little tricks like that. You can swap other people some of their beans for your rice. Um, but, I mean, there's not a lot you can really do on an island when you've got limited food at your disposal. Yeah, no, that dietitian stuff, that's boring. I want to talk to Harry from the ice cream store. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I can I can promote it. We've got Cooled Creamery. It's spelt K-U-L-D. Uh, I'm second in charge there making ice cream. And at the moment, uh, I've been testing a lot of very weird flavours to see what we can make this winter. And I guess COVID-19, has that affected the ice cream biz a little bit? Oh, absolutely. Like, everything's sort of shut down. Uh, we've got tourism that is, like, a big part of our business because 
we've got stores in in like tourist hotspots and and there's none of them at the moment so basically shut stuff down i've been at home but i did manage to source an ice cream maker uh and so i can test stuff from home the plan is that you want to one day own your own ice cream parlor correct that is potentially the dream i mean if we're talking about beautiful sunny perth the ideal ice cream shop is the one that i can just drive up and down the coast so that would be a dream in itself ice cream truck dishing out cooled ice cream and just taking in the sunset at the end of a good day but um obviously that was one of the big uh pulls for survivor obviously being a survivor fan but if you won the half a million you're going to put it towards obviously getting married and this uh, ice cream van that hasn't worked out obviously but i think i know someone who potentially could be interested in collaborating really that that's actually that's interesting i'm i'm listening um, her name's Janine. Um, she uh, <laughs> she created this thing called Boost Juice. Um, did mm. pretty well for herself. Mm, that's interesting. Tell me more. Oh, that's all I got there. I thought <laughs> um, when you guys were potentially on the island, was there any, you know, she called you the cockroach. You guys had a bit of a very love-hate relationship. It was great to see on TV. But when, you know, the cameras were off, so to speak, was there any business talk on uh, doing an ice cream sort of shake or boost? Or did she give you any, I guess, uh, tips perhaps? Uh, funnily enough, we did actually talk business quite a bit, especially the first two weeks we were together on Contenders 2.0. Uh, so we did talk business and it was very, very good to actually pick her brain because she wasn't just rich straight away. She like mm. worked at it. And so to be in my shoes right now and, and be able to get that, that's something that money can't buy to actually go back and forth. Funnily enough, on All Stars, me and Lockie actually talked business as well, much more seriously for about two hours during a endurance challenge mm. that we were no longer a part of. Yeah, but he's gone off to be the bloody bachelor now. You know, <laughs> you know he's got to be busy at least for the, the next 12 months uh, when that wraps up, I guess. Yeah, he's just busy doing his love life thing. But when he gets back, <laughs> maybe we can talk more business. Now, speaking of the love life, you did recently get engaged to your fiance. Uh, COVID-19 has broken out. Has that uh, put a spanner in the works of organising that? Uh, luckily, no. Uh, we're, we've actually planned everything for next year. So I'm, I've got my fingers crossed that nothing really bad goes hap- uh Nothing happens that's really bad in the meantime uh, and just hoping that all of our plans that we're making now will come to fruition because I've sort of seen everyone else's weddings just go kaput and it's, it's mm. a bit of a nightmare, to be honest, like the money and time invested. So very thankfully going well. The best advice I could give to you, Harry, is to just – smile and say yes and be like you know you know what you're, you're better at making this decision than i am uh, babe uh, relationship advice well i'm not saying it's good advice but uh advice uh, <laughs> nonetheless you went from uh, what season did you originally appear on was it season three or four Season four. Season four, yeah, and that went straight into All Stars, uh, the most recent season of Survivor. Now, you said that you had a six-week turnaround because basically I'm guessing the producers came up to you not too long after for the finale with the first series and sort of said, hey, do you want to do All Stars? I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's going to be a pretty big pat on the back that they thought that you were of the All Star um, quality to, to go back to oh, back, abs- I guess. Absolutely. Like, to, to even just have – your name brought up, let alone to just have them come up to you straight away, uh, which which essentially is just that confidence boost that basically they want you 
and they don't need to see any more. They don't need to think about it anymore. Uh, just the fact that they came up to me a couple of hours after I was voted out is mm. is a huge confidence boost. And I, I sort of had to think about it, but at the end of the day, I couldn't really like miss out on all stars. I would have hated myself. Absolutely. And do you think, not to be a cynic or anything, because there were quite a few people from the previous season to get into All-Stars, do you think that was a numbers game or do you think uh, everyone who was chosen, obviously David who went on to win All-Stars, uh, do you think there was a bit of a, oh, you know, we get a few people from this series then just have to fill in the numbers? Do you think there was that, that taken into consideration? Uh, well, I know that the numbers went five, seven, seven, five in terms of season one, two, three, four. Uh, so there was an advantage for two and three. But, I mean, it just goes to show you can overcome anything. If David can go from having no season four people around for mm. the whole end game, like it just goes to show that you can you can play it any way you want to play. As long as you're good, then you can win Survivor. Now, you said you were at a disadvantage. I said you only had a six-week gap between uh, Survivors. But, I mean, in a, in a weird kind of way on the other side of the coin, was it partic- maybe an advantage because your head was kind of still somewhat in the game? Uh, no, I, I would have to disagree with that. Um, it, it got to the point where things started to really add up and it sort of more felt mm. like, I'd done 70-something days rather than played once and then had a break and gone again. Mentally, you just start to break down. And, like, the first time I played, I had quite a good social game that I built where you would listen to everyone's stories, you would build on them, you would build relationships. And the second time, like, strategically, I was sort of still making the right moves, but I wasn't building that social capital to actually advance me in the game. And if I hadn't Mm. worked harder at that, then I could have maybe made it further. A uh, good example is I never really made uh, the effort to really get to know Zach fully, and mm. that was one of the people that sent me home. So yeah, but I, he was a bit I of guess... he was a bit of a meathead though, so it didn't matter. Though, <laughs> did it? Well, I mean, I, I can get along with meatheads. I go to the gym, <laughs> I like talking sport and and Call of Duty with him. Um, so I, I'm talk about birds. Blame... He's birds, loves birds. We talk about birds exactly. Like so, there's there's inroads there. I just didn't put in the effort to really to really get in there. So I think doing it back to back really hurt that motivation and that drive that I had. And I guess you look at Dave, he was almost falling apart towards the end there, wasn't he? Yeah, he was He was straight up looked like he was dying. Like every <laughs> single tribal council, you'd see him like trudge like a zombie to vote. And then like I, you watch him after, like he's so vibrant. His character is amazing when it's on the TV. But like in reality, he was falling apart. It was spider bites and flu and gastro. And it was just ridiculous how he managed to keep it together. You obviously saw who your all-stars were um, when you on your first day there. Was there anyone particularly that you were hoping was going to be part of all-stars that maybe wasn't there or you were happy was there? I think uh, the only person I was disappointed to not have there was probably Benji uh, because he's he was just such an entertaining player and that's who I kind of wanted to play with were people that I was a fan of. So mm. he was the main one that I was mostly – irritated by but then there's a ton of other players that you could say probably deserved another shot or who Mm. would have done well with another shot uh or could have entertained with another shot i mean i've hung out post game with people like stevie and maddie Wahlberg, Mm. and together they were one of the most entertaining duos i've ever seen out of all the survivor people and that was just them 
having back and forth banter at dinner. Uh, yeah. So I guess there's a case to be made for anyone to come back and play Survivor. Look, I'm not having a go at Moana, but I kind of am at the same, <laughs> in the same light. Like, uh, she won me over this season because it seemed like she had a little bit more of a strategic game towards the end. But I think on her original season, I think she got a bit homesick or wanted to go home. And it kind of was like, well, aren't you supposed to be a champion? Like, you're supposed to see through it. I know, you know, she's a human being and that. But, I mean, just as a viewer, and I guess clever editing could have, you know, helped with this. I was just like, well, she just wants to go home. Like, I mean, what's the point? Yeah, um, well, this is where I more think that production kind of played themselves into a hole a little bit because if you name the season Second Chances instead of All-Stars, then all of a sudden every single casting choice except for winners makes sense. And, mm. like, if you're the producers, you could maybe swap out uh, Jericho and Shane Gould for two other people who have mm. good stories as well and then all of a sudden it's second chances everything makes sense moana being sick and going home makes sense some of the early boots like tarzan makes sense so i feel like the name all stars kind of made it weird to cast people like mo and tarzan where if you look at it from just a second chances point of view then it's less weird Mm. basically and and that's how i'm sort of choosing to look at it is after the first two votes is more of a second chances style game the godfather maddie rogers it seemed like there with you and him there was a potential alliance but you decided uh, not to go down that uh, avenue is that a is that a regret or you had to do what you had to do to get to where you need to get to um i think that's the matt rogers relationship was the perfect example of how my my brain just kind of deteriorated going through it. Um, and me and Matt never really fully got along uh, just because I don't think he put that much effort in and I know that I definitely didn't put that much effort in and that's mm. that's on me. Uh, so we had an interesting thing where we were going to maybe blindside Brooke or Lockie, but mm. it just never eventuated because of a couple of things happening. He dubbed on me. <laughs> uh, which was his choice. I mean, he's allowed to snitch on me if he wants, but I got very, very angry and immediately like backed out of everything and just was quite offended when in reality I should have just played it a little bit better and see if I could still let a move play out. Because if you look at my season four, I was playing in alliances with people I'd voted for, people who'd voted against me, and everything worked out very well because of it. But the second time was just this toxicity in the game because of people being on two separate sides. And that toxicity sort of affected the real relationships a little bit. Um, and so I was sort of victim to that where um, me and Matt never really got along as well as we should have. You might have been a bit moody on the uh, the island. That was because you didn't have enough protein. The, the dietitian of, <laughs> you knew that, yeah? Uh, needed some more beans in my belly. <laughs> That's right. Now, I'll tell you what you did like chewing on. That was uh, sticks or twigs. Uh, where did that uh, little characteristic come out? Where does where, where's that come from? Uh, so if you Google uh, Survivor Winners uh, Toothpick, mm -hmm. you're going to very quickly see a Reddit thread that explains everything you need to know. Basically, you look down the list, all these people that happen to have toothpicks all of a sudden winning their seasons in the US. Ooh. And so I wanted to do that. My favourite player was Nick from David vs. Goliath, mm -hmm. and he'd chewed on a toothpick. Uh, some other people had as well. 
Uh, I wanted to reference all of them, but it was just easy kind of saying the Nick story to other people on my tribe because I didn't want them knowing exactly how much Survivor I was watching. So essentially, it was just a bit of an homage to US Survivor. Is that something that you would suggest to producers if they're going to do another All-Stars, maybe to look abroad for uh, players? Uh, well, I want to see Australia versus USA. That's what I want to mm. see right now. And I think there'd be an amazing cast that would do it. Uh, I think you can get around all the red tape since both shows film in Fiji anyway. Mm. Um, I don't see there being too much difficulty to it, to be honest. So I would love to see Australia versus America, whether that's newbies or returning players, just make it happen. I would love to watch it. Now, big question, will the uh, fiancé let you go and do it? <laughs> I think if I was ever asked to play US Survivor, uh, I would do it in an instant. I think if I want to play Australian Survivor ever again, I'm going to have to wait a couple of years. Maybe down the track they'll do heroes versus villains, and you could see Dirty Harry again. And then just say, babe, third time's the charm. Now, <laughs> I'm glad you touched on villain there. Obviously, Dirty Harry, I mean, that's a good marketing slogan or, you know, good for TV and that. But I'm really kind of scratching my head. I don't really see Dirty Harry. I don't. I didn't see you, how you played as a villain. I, I think it's, uh, there's this weird sort of, obviously, it's, you know, good to, they can cut it up on TV and all that. But I didn't see Harry as a villain. Maybe that's because I like heels and we'll get into to the <laughs> the wrestling side of things in a second, but I don't think you're a bad guy. Technically, put it this way, you and Dave would have to be, of the past two seasons, mine and my wife's favourite players and favourite characters within the oh, show well, because you. you guys, one, were entertaining. You are actually willing to take risks and do things as opposed to, I'm just going to play it safe till merge or, you know, just whatever. I So I don't see you guys necessarily as villains. You guys are entertaining. Look, it's, it's a grey area, but I definitely would characterise myself as being a likeable villain. That's what mm. I went into the show wanting to do. I was definitely more villain my first two weeks. Uh, I, was, I was aiming to control the entire game. I got cranky when people didn't want to play my way and when I was on the bottom. And I was a bit of a jerk. Some of those tribal councils don't show how much I was just telling people off and telling them to play harder and sort of just being like, oh, you know, you suck, you suck. These people aren't playing properly. <laughs> um, so first two weeks, like maybe four weeks, definitely huge villain. Um, but then I sort of learnt that you need to be likeable if you yeah. want to win Survivor. And so yeah. that sort of changes things up. Uh, I still see myself as semi-villainous and more I see myself as a cutthroat player. I mean, you look at All-Stars, I voted for Shawnee when I knew there wasn't a chance that she was going to make it. Um, mm. I was ready to cut her, even though she was my number one ally. Uh, uh, the three rascals, mate. <sighs> yeah, and I was willing to sort of leave Nick out if it meant that I had a guaranteed spot at Merge. Um, that That's another sort of grey topic, but I've sort of shown that I'm definitely a cutthroat player. Like, I'm not afraid to sort of at least entertain the idea of getting rid of my allies. Um, but at the same time, like the social game rules over all. So you have to be fun and you have to be likable. And so that goes along with everything. I'll tell you what, who I uh, thought of differently uh, after Survivor, you know, he's bloody three premierships and he's bloody Brownlow medal. It counted for nothing. Um, Simon Black didn't play at all. <laughs> he was an interesting one because Simon is, 
he's actually an amazing guy and like amazing footballer, tough as, and we had some good chats, but they just didn't seem to show it. I don't think he had that mind for Survivor. His mind was more just addressing towards football where mm. it's like you sort of, you say what you need to say out on the field and then back here is like business time. And he was kind of like that because he was pretty cutthroat when it came to actually playing challenges, but didn't really want a bar of it uh, when you were back at camp. Um, saying that, uh, and I was very sad they like sort of got rid of it. There was some times that I just mentioned where I was calling people out saying mm. that they sucked, saying that they weren't playing hard. And Simon actually yelled at me a couple of times <laughs> at these like tribal councils. And he had some good one-liners where he like shut me down. And I was so sad that they didn't enter them because he was like, he was firing up. I was like getting it out of him. I was like, come on, Simon, fire me. You know where he would have got that from? He would have got that from Lethal Lee Matthews, uh, <laughs> great AFL player and AFL coach. We touched on, uh, I said I, I like heels, so hence probably why I like David and yourself. Uh, heel, obviously a very in-term, inside of baseball, carny term for wrestling, which means bad guy. Uh, speaking of wrestling, you and Matty, uh, Matty Wahlberg, you guys uh, you guys had a little bit of a feud back uh, a few months back with IWA. Yes, managed to fit it in just before COVID like really hit strong. We got yeah. this show in that I came over to Sydney for, and it was a lot of fun. I haven't wrestled in like one and a half, two years. And so Maddie, Maddie managed to convince me to wrestle him, went over to Sydney, and I had an absolute blast. It was such a fun match. Let's face it, Maddie, he gets jealous of other people's success. He was just upset <laughs> that you made Merge twice and uh, he couldn't even make Merge once. Because mm. I think um, they, were, they were doing a Twitch night, the PWA guys reviewing one of their matches, and I kind of said maybe if Maddie went full Maddie Wahlberg, he might have got further. Um, but he didn't tend to agree because he said, obviously, the social game's really big. Uh, and things of that nature, but I kind of felt, again, could be clever editing. I think Maddie was edited to be very generic, and I know him as as the wrestler had a lot of personality and, you know, mm. could do a bit more plain, so to speak. Yeah, incredibly quick-witted. I don't think I've seen another wrestler who can sort of do what he does on the mic and just shut a crowd down the way mm. he can. He just comes out with insults, like, instantly, and... I don't think they showed, a, they showed the quick-witted side of him. And yeah, to be no, honest, no. I actually think he would have gone incredibly far in Survivor Season 4 if I hadn't have found a second idol. Mm. Um, but yeah, uh, brought me out to wrestling because maybe there was some Survivor jealousy there and <laughs> proceeded to uh, stomp my head into the mat. Um, but uh, you know what? I'm going to let him have the wrestling side and, and I can have the Survivor side. And then maybe we need some sort of third thing to be the tiebreaker. Absolutely. Now, you've uh, been a native there over in WA, the local wrestling scene, which is uh, EPW. Now, you said there was a bit of a contradiction with the dietitian and the, the ice cream. What about mm-hmm. El Taco Nacho? <laughs> what a fun gimmick. That was a, a great time in my life where I was a bad guy. And we said we were never going to show our faces again. Next show, me and my manager rock up in Mexican lucha masks and can't do a single lucha move. And it was just so (laughs) much fun. We used to eat Doritos and just, like, annoy other wrestlers. Brilliant. It's just all fun, no risk, uh, just irritating people, fans, and wrestlers and having yourself a really good time. 
Now, when you were in Sydney for IWA, now I know it's a different federation, uh, but uh, Pro Wrestling Australia, I'm a big fan of those guys and Newcastle Pro Wrestling. Uh, they've got some great talent here, and I think, um, you know, they uh, e- EPW guys on the same level, very competitive, very great quality of uh, uh, wrestling that is out there. But um, did you come across uh, a guy called Big Fudge uh, when you are over in Sydney? <laughs> I didn't when I was over there for this wrestling but i have actually wrestled big fudge before you have okay because i was going to say el taco nacho taking on big fudge or <laughs> maybe you need to reclaim your gimmick your ice cream gimmick uh, from the fudge man <laughs> like the food gimmicks going one-on-one yeah uh, one-on-one. no we we actually did we actually did wrestle in perth funnily enough uh and we had a great match where he ended up winning by pulling my pants down showing my bare ass and then managing to pin me while I tried to pull my pants up. <laughs> That's not how you wrestle. <laughs> what? No, you just get the win any way you can. That's, that's wrestling true. and that's survival. That's true. All right, so I um, had an idea. I didn't follow through because, I don't know, I'm just lazy. Um, but uh, applying for Survivor, what's some tips that you would suggest to the punters out there uh, once, you know, COVID-19 is all done and we can get back to some form of normality and they want to apply for Survivor? What's your uh, tips, I guess, you could give the punters? All right, uh, two things. One is you have to be unapologetically yourself. And you have to be completely 100% honest. Uh, If you try and trick them during the process, they will work it out. They've got psychologists. They've got people that are professionals Mm. working these things out. So just be yourself. But be yourself dialed up to like 11. Like they want to see what makes you interesting. So that's another Another wrestling term. Wrestling term there, yep. Yep. So that's tip one. Just be yourself. Be super honest, but dial it up a bit. And mm-hmm. then number two is make your video you talking to the camera because they don't need to see how good you are at editing. They need to see how good you are at talking. You need to be able to talk to a camera. So why don't you just show them that? Just sit down, have a chat with the camera, tell them all about yourself, but make it interesting. I'm glad you mentioned that because – my idea for my application, what what I was going to do was, we'll talk about the similarities between Survivor and wrestling. I was actually going to cut a promo, but not like, a, well, let me tell you something, brother. When I'm on that island, I'm going to get rid of this guy and get rid of that. Like, it's not going to be like that, but it would be like a, let's let's say almost like a, a Jake the Snake Roberts type of promo <laughs> where I'm just, I'm looking down the barrel. The way I look at Survivor is it's a chance for me to do things that I would never do in real society. It gives me a chance to be a bad guy. It gives me a chance to to experiment with things that I possibly couldn't do here. You know, I can lie to people. I could smile but know that I'm about to stab them in the back. I could, you know, strategically get rid of people. I could throw things. I could do anything I want because on Survivor, there technically is no real rules. Sort of. That's, that's, yeah, that that's, that's sort a fantastic of- promo. You should do exactly that. If you can make it interesting while at the same time saying what they're going to get while you're on the show like and talking through it all really well then that's perfect that's exactly what they want all right and okay so um what what can be my nickname then so you were dirty harry could i be jolly joel he's too happy (laughs) he's hiding something he's hiding something i I don't know like i feel like i feel like you could go darker a little bit or something a bit edgier what else do you have 
Well, you know, you know, basically, survivors and island where there are no rules, I'm gonna let loose. You know, I'm I'm on on the mainland, so to speak. I'm a goody two shoes. I try to do the right thing, but well, this is this would be my strategic plan. You could sort of nix this or say if it's a, a, the right way to go. Yeah. You see, most of my roles or most of what I've done in the past is the best thing for success is to get people, other people, to talk about themselves and how good they are and what they do, and I would use that to essentially either team up with a with a meathead or just one of the alphas and basically uh, compliment them so much that you know that they're flattered that they think I'm just a, I'm just a number that they can use to vote someone out so essentially mm. essentially build build up a shield to block me but while while they're shielding me I'm essentially making the real moves behind them man you're playing the social and the strategic game if you're doing it behind them you could call yourself Joel the Mole. Joel the and, Mole. <laughs> and just sort of like be this underground sort of like spy character almost. Why not go with something like that? And then that simple rhymes. Mm-hmm. And then you can do things like maybe dig something. Like you can you can push the mole thing as like a double entendre. Like you've got the spy version of the mole and you've got the literal version of the mole where you could be maybe digging holes, pitfalls for them to fall into. Just uh, insert uh, the sound effect of uh, Austin Powers 3 where it goes, mole, 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 mole. <laughs> All right, Dirty Harry, are you uh, ready to play uh, ice cream or wrestling move? Oh, absolutely. Ice cream or wrestling move? All right, number one, tadpole splash. Uh, wrestling move. Yes, correct. That is a wrestling move. All right. Number two, Ghost Pepper. Uh, I'm going to go with ice cream. That is an ice cream. Correct. All right. Number three, Caramel Clutch. Caramel Clutch. Uh, you see, so you're going with tricky ones here. You're like, you're going with like a half ice cream flavor, half wrestling trend. I'm going to say uh, ice cream flavor. No, well, technically it was originally a wrestling move, but I thought I'd throw you a curveball. It's actually, <laughs> yes, it's actually yeah. camel. Camel clutch, but I thought, ah, caramel clutch. Yeah, you're like throwing in the mix-ins there. If we had like a wrestling-themed ice cream bar. Mm-hmm. I, I, I tell you what, that's an idea. Let's talk about it off air. <laughs> All right, number uh, four, corkscrew plancher. Uh, wrestling move. Yes, wrestling move. All right, number five, horse flesh. <laughs> that's that's not an ice cream flavor. Google it now if you got if you got, if you got your phone handy or uh, a computer handy. Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna Google this right now. Horse flesh ice cream. Holy moly, it's a thing. <laughs> and you what is up? that? What? That's not a thing. Raw horse flesh. What? Uh, Harry, mate, um, I don't know this ice cream career is looking right. If you don't know what horse flesh is, mate, I, don't worry, I didn't know what it was. I was just looking for obscure flavours and horse flesh. <laughs> I think you found one. All right, number six to wrap us up, Doomsday Delight. Oh, you've gone, you've gone with another one of the doubles. I'm going to say ice cream flavour for the wrestling ice cream business. It is a so you know uh, LOD Legion of Doom. Uh, they had the mm-hmm. Doomsday device, but again, I tried to throw you a curveball and had Doomsday Delight. So it's technically it you did pretty well there. I mean, the horse flesh. I mean, we're going to have to look into that. You know, I mean, because when you when you get your ice cream accreditation, they're going to ask you questions like this, and you need to know them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I'm going to need to actually practice a bit. You've you've inspired me. 
But you um you mentioned there, you know, we could come up with um some wrestling theme ice creams. Could that be a potential uh, a few? You know, you got the old WWF ice cream bars. Is that something we could uh, work on, maybe? Absolutely. We just have to come up with some flavors. I'm I don't know if I'm that good at coming up with things like that off the top of my head. For all the punters out there, I mean, I know you've got an Instagram there. What's uh, your Instagram handle? Uh, my Instagram is Harry the Ice Cream Guy. And are you on the Twitter or uh, any of the other socials? What about are you doing any TikToks or? <laughs> Am I doing any dancing? No, <laughs> I'm keeping it simple at the moment. If you want to reach me, find me on Reddit or find me on Instagram. Just give me a like. Absolutely. Dirty Harry, Harry Hills from Survivor All-Stars. Thank you so much for chatting to me. Greatly appreciate it. We'll have to get you back on the show uh, very soon. Post-COVID-19, hopefully uh, we can get you in the studio, perhaps here on the Central Coast, uh, just an hour north of Sydney. Um, but once, uh, I guess, COVID is kind of uh, in the you know the barriers and you know WA becomes back, comes back to Australia, are you going to do any travelling back over this side of the country? Oh, absolutely. I've got to still check out a couple other wrestling companies, still need to see MCW, still need to see PWA. So I've got some traveling left to do. I greatly recommend PWA because you can see the likes of Wahlberg and he's probably going to be complaining about how, you know, the older guys aren't giving him a go or he's just always, he's always <laughs> complaining, Matty Wahlberg. Mm, someone needs to maybe uh, shut him up a bit, maybe. Would you step back in the ring, uh, or is that, is that sort of behind you? I, I would, I would love to step in the ring and be on his side. I mean, I don't mind him winching if he's on my side. Okay, that's fair enough. <laughs> All right, so to be continued, perhaps we could see Dirty Harry back in the ring. But Harry Hills, once again, thank you very much, and uh, all the best. Thank you very much for having me. Fourteenth person voted out of Australian Survivor All Stars, and second member of our jury, Harry. Harry, the tribe has spoken. Time to go. Well done, everyone. I like all stuff. The home of Rock on the Coast, Rodney Dion Live.